Welcome to Bite Size SEO News, where I find the top three news in digital marketing so you don't have to, where I make news easy to digest and easy to follow. If you want to read the article, links are posted in the show notes below, so you never have to worry about FOMO. My name is Rich Young, your host. Today is Friday, December 16th, 2021, episode 25. Coming up, fresh out of the oven are today's top three news you definitely don't want to miss. Story one, Google Area 120 launches Kaya. Story two, TikTok to adjust its algorithm to avoid negative reinforcement. Story three, Instagram adds new option to embed user profiles on third-party websites. If you're ready, let's get into it. For our first story, this one's brought to you by Sarah Perez of TechCrunch. A team at Google is today launching a new service called Kaya, which allow creators to easily set up new web storefronts where they can sell their products and services directly to their audiences. The project is the latest to emerge from Google's in-house project incubator, Area 120, which was recently a part of a broader reorganization at the company that elevated its status after many of its earlier projects exited to different parts of Google, including its cloud, search, shopping, and commerce divisions. The new project, Kaya, was co-founded by Nathaniel Nadoff Haffrey, a founder in residence at Area 120 who previously worked on Jobs Marketplace Formo, aimed at next billion internet users, specifically those in markets like India, Indonesia, and Bangladesh. After hearing from dozens of creators about how difficult and time-consuming it is to build their digital businesses, he got the idea for Kaya, a service that would allow them to sell directly to fans. Several other members on the Kaya team are also creators who bring with them their own experiences with existing creator tools. They understood from their own efforts and other creators they spoke to that there's a demand for a flexible, no-code product that could function as a one-stop shop where creators can make money from their work and better connect with the audience. Kaya's solution allows creators to build personalized web storefronts featuring their products and services and other digital downloads, which can then be linked to their YouTube merch shelf and integrated with Google Search and Google Shopping. Through these stores, creators could include things like photos, files or eBooks, digital art, photo filters and presets, productivity templates, knitting patterns, fitness videos, and much more. The company says up to a thousand products can be hosted per storefront. In addition, if the creator sells physical goods or services on other platforms, an import function will allow them to feature these items on their Kaya page, complete with their own personal branding. Each store also gets its own custom URL in the form of kaya.store/yourname or yourname.channel, which could be used in place of the links they place on social media sites created with the link and bio solutions available today, like Linktree or Beacons. These services let creators build micro-websites pointing to their various online presences, including social media channels, shops, blogs, music or podcasts, and more. And those services, the Kaya stores, also allow creators to feature links to their other online profiles, which sit at the top of the page underneath the creator's names and bio. But the larger purpose of the site is to connect fans directly to the content the creator has for sale not just as a landing page to connect fans to the creator's profile and other services. Google Pay is built into Kaya and supports a variety of monetization types, including subscription, tipping, and one-time payments. Kaya also offers insights and analytics about how the creator's products are performing in terms of sales. Currently, the product is free to use, 
with monetization managed on a transactional basis. That is, creators will keep the vast majority of the revenue they generate from products they upload and sell on Kaya, notes Google. The company is now rolling out the YouTube merch shelf integrations for eligible YouTube creators who join Kaya's beta, and in time hints that Kaya aims to allow creators to sell even more products, including other types of digital goods, which sounds like a veal reference to NFTs, though Google isn't yet saying if that's the case. Google says the news service is launching today into beta testing in the US, though non-US users can join a waitlist while they wait for Kaya to roll out to their country. Creators who want to gain access to Kaya's beta can request an invitation from the Kaya website. If you'd like to get some more information, make sure to check out Sarah's article in the show notes. In our next story, this one's brought to you by Andrew Hutchinson of Social Media Today. This is an interesting experiment. TikTok has outlined how it's looking to reduce the potentially harmful impacts of algorithm amplification by limiting the amount of videos in certain sensitive categories that are highlighted in user for you feeds. That could reduce polarization and stop users feeling overwhelmed by some topics. As explained by TikTok, quote, We recognize that too much of anything, whether it's animals, fitness, tips, or personal well-being journeys, doesn't fit with the diverse discovery experience we aim to create. That's why our recommendation system works to intersperse recommendations that might fall outside people's expressed preferences, offering an opportunity to discover new categories of content. For example, our users won't recommend two videos in a row made by the same creator or with the same sound. Doing so enriches the viewing experience and can help promote exposure to a range of ideas and perspectives on our platform." End quote. That in itself helps to broaden the TikTok experience and keep things fresh. But now, TikTok's also looking to expand its system limits to ensure that users are not shown too much content on certain topics. Qu- quote, As we continue to develop new strategies to interrupt repetitive patterns, we're looking at how our system can better vary the kinds of content that may be recommended in a sequence. That's why we're testing ways to avoid recommending a series of similar content, such as around extreme dieting or fitness, sadness or breakups to protect against viewing too much of a content category that may be fine as a single video, but problematic if viewed in clusters, end quote. Which is actually a key concern with algorithms utilizing binary qualifiers, working to show you more of what you engage with without the context of why you might be viewing or otherwise interacting with certain clips. If you're in a vulnerable state and you end up watching more videos related to similar concerns, that could indicate to an algorithmic system that you're interested in more of that content, when really routing more of that material to you at that time could actually cause more harm, which a machine learning system can't understand without additional guidance. It's a smart exploration by TikTok, and while it won't necessarily be able to catch all possible instances of potential harm and disrespect, if it can limit the impacts of some of the worst elements, that could be significant. In addition to this, TikTok is also developing a new option that would enable people to choose disqualifying words or hashtags associated with content that they don't want to see in their For You feed to reduce instances of unwanted exposure based on personal preference. That could be diet videos, makeup tutorials, whatever issue you find triggering, you would be able to reduce and maybe even eliminate from your feed entirely, lessening the potential impacts of such in your experience. Given its popularity among younger users, this is a critical element of focus for TikTok, with the platform already under significant scrutiny over the impact that its trends and content can have on young, impressionable users in varying ways. Giving more people capacity to control their for you recommendations could be a big step, 
but even further enhancing its automated recommendations around potentially sensitive topics could be even more valuable, as not everyone has the self-awareness to be able to moderate their own experience in this way. Considering its rapid growth, TikTok has done fairly well in providing algorithmic protections thus far, and its addictive algorithm and capacity to pull from a huge pool of publicly uploaded clips really is the app's secret sauce and the reason for its massive success. With that in mind, intelligent explorations like this are key to keeping users as safe from harm as possible, and TikTok, which doesn't rely on personal connections in the same way as other social apps, has more capacity for such, which is a key element. If you'd like to get some more information, make sure to check Andrew's article in the show notes. For our final story for today, this one's also brought to you by Andrew Hutchinson of Social Media Today. Instagram is adding another way to promote your Instagram presence outside the app, with the new option to embed a mini version of your Instagram profile on third-party sites. Now, you'll be able to link to an Instagram profile direct within the website, providing another way to connect through to a user as, as opposed to specific content in the app, as explained by Instagram chief Adam Mosseri. Quote, you've been able to embed an Instagram photo and Instagram video into a website for many years now. This extends on that idea and allows you to embed a miniature version of your Instagram profile on a website. Maybe you want to showcase your Instagram content on a website somewhere or link to someone else's. End quote. How useful that will be is hard to say. For many brands, you'd ideally want people to stay on your website as opposed to filtering them off to Instagram. Though it could be another way to encourage ongoing connection by referring visitors to your IG presence as well. You would also assume that most embeds, within the context of a blog post, would be a relative to a specific reference image or video, as opposed to an entire profile. But there could be use cases and opportunities for the tool, and having more direct connection capacity in this respect is always beneficial. One example might be referring people to influencers that your business has worked with, who showcase your products in their Instagram posts. Maybe by connecting through to an IG account, that could act as a visual showcase to add to your website images, while also enhancing community connection and thus reach in the app. There are various ways it could be used, though overall it does seem less valuable than post embeds. Still, it's another consideration. Instagram profile embeds are available to US users only at this stage. If you'd like to get some more information, make sure to check out Andrew's article in the show notes. That's it for today's show. We've made it to the end. You're good to go and ready for the day. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate the show so it helps spread the news and I can continue doing what I do best, which is providing you the latest SEO news you just cannot miss. Serve tapas style, making it easy on the stomach and on the go. Once again, I'm your host, Rich Ong, and I'll see you on the flip side.